we're going to be talking today about reflection. Just listening to God. And uh, the kind of listening that we are talking about is, is going to be a deeper version of listening than just listening with your ears or ruminating with something in, in your mind. It's, it's listening with your heart, listening with your soul. Like, 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 like when you're next to the, the person you love, you know, sometimes you don't even need to exchange words. A lot is being communicated, just being in each other's presence and you receive something and you respond to something. And that's, that's what we want to talk about today. Everything that we're doing this fall and talking to you about is in the context of having a daily 20. A daily 20 when you open the scriptures with Jesus to open yourself up to Jesus. And if you haven't started yet, go, go ahead and start. As many days as you can, just open yourself up to Jesus and those scriptures in a daily 20. And my, my concern, though, is for all, all the tools and approaches and things that we've given you to help structure your daily 20, we don't want to miss the point that it's, it's just about meeting with him, listening and hearing the, the voice of Jesus meeting with you in that moment. And uh, today's talk is going to get us there um, to just emphasize that. And eventually we'll, we'll, we're going to be talking about a fourth century practice called Lectio Divina, to which you're probably saying Lectio Divina. Uh, but uh, again, just, just wait till we get there. I want to give you a few scriptures that really get us towards the importance of just responding to the Word of God, like it's His words alive and active for you today. Um, I don't think that's the one I'm intending to be on, so I'll go, go a manual here. 2 Timothy chapter 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed. God breathed. Like start, start with that part. It goes on to say that it's, it's very useful for teaching. You, you will be taught something through the scriptures. Uh, it's, it's good for rebuking and correcting you when, when you're off track. Um, it's also going to be good for training. But all that rebuking, training, teaching that it does, it does it first with the breath of God on it. And so to start with that is your picture of scriptures that God breathed, like out of his lungs, out of his oxygen, so to speak, onto these words that got written down. And to receive them, again, with a, with a real breath, not a static historical archive, but that the Spirit of God is breathing something into you today. That's, that's a starting picture of what he has for us. Uh, we go over to Hebrews chapter 4, 12, where it says uh, God is, uh, the Word of God is living and active. You, you catch that part? The Word, the word of God, the, the Scriptures, living and active. There, there's a life to it. There's an activity and the rest of the verse is beautiful after that, but I want you to know this, this thing is, is alive as you read it. Luke chapter 24, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Uh, these are his apostles, his 12 closest followers, and no one could uh, deny that anyone heard more from Jesus than these guys. But until God opened their minds with the word, it didn't go anywhere. There still had to be a meeting of God in the words that were given. Uh, and, and last of all, John 14, 26, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. And he will remind you of everything that I have ever told you. The teaching, the learning, it comes through the Holy Spirit meeting you there. And so I want us to have this very alive picture of our scriptures. It's not a textbook. You're not looking for a nugget of learning and application as much as you are just opening yourself up to a real living voice of God as he meets you in your everyday life right now. 
the two pitfalls I think we fall into to not opening our hearts and, and, and listening in the moment is sometimes our, our, our methods get put over our motives. And admittedly, what we've done so far in this series, we've taught you a lot of methods. We taught you how to study. We taught you how to structure a daily 20. Last week, we talked about making that move to application. There's a lot of methods, and it's, it's designed to structure and hold a, a good daily 20 together. But it's also easy to get stuck on the methods and forget the motive for which you open the scriptures in the first place. There are so many people that I've known over my time who have an awful method for studying the scripture, like practically wrong and at the same time, if they just held that simple motive of, I want to hear the, the voice of my shepherd speak to me today, and, and so I'm going to open it, that, that level of faith and that simplicity of, I, I want to hear from him, and God, God, God always met people like that. Don't let your method get ahead of your motive. Just keep it simple. And uh, the other thing uh, that, that's important is to understand, sometimes we're trying to master, we're trying to master the text, Instead of being mastered by it, like you got this feeling of I got to learn the body of information, stand over it, and as soon as I understand it, I came, I saw, I conquered, then I did my job with the scriptures. It's, but as Cammie was talking about last week, you might read the same verse a hundred times. And even on the hundred and first time, God has something living and active to say to you today that was different than the first hundred. You never get to look back and say, I mastered this one. This, this line again, I'm, I'm prepared to let it master me. That kind of humility, that kind of patience, that kind of responsiveness to what the spirit of a living God is doing right now. And so if, if you go back into history, uh, there was a, a group that uh, are referred to now as the Desert Fathers. That's really a fa- uh, fancy way of saying these were monks before there was a monastery. They just went out to the desert to, to be alone and do nothing but hear from God. And what a lot of them did is they opened up their scriptures, their practice was, was this. They would read as far as they were going to until one word jumped out to them. One word, one line, as though God was saying, I'm asking you to notice this one because I have something for you in that one word. They get to that word close the book or roll up the scroll. I don't actually know how that part worked, but they, they would end there, they'd get up and leave. And then they would enter into a prayer space with God to understand, what did, what, what did you want me to receive from that? And then they'd form a response. They would not read another word of the scriptures until they stopped with the one they noticed last time, prayed over it enough to form a response. Why go to another spot? until you responded to the last thing that you felt the Spirit of the living God was asking you to, to respond to. And I think we'd do well to have that similar simplicity for, for any, any method or mastering that we might be trying to do to make it as simple as notice a word or line. That's like, God's drawing me right there. Spend your time in prayer over it. And then form a response. Like, here's the beautiful thing about a daily 20, Right? Like, technically, doing a chapter or half a chapter, that's only going to take you two or three minutes. You have the rest of the 17 minutes to go back to the one word that God is most wanting to reflect on. And if you don't get there in that 20 minutes, well, heck, start there again tomorrow. Until what a living God, through his living word, is trying to make come alive in your life. Don't move on. Stay there. Meet with him there. Pray over him there. Notice, pray, respond. Notice, pray, respond. 
And then it was out of that kind of thing that eventually a, a formal title was given to it called Lectio Divina. Uh, that's a Latin phrase for divine reading. And uh, the couple of formalities that went with it is you just, you, you take a short section of scripture and you read it a few different times and you pause for a certain kind of reflection between each reading. And the, the structure was intended to put you into this space of hearing the Holy Spirit as he's breathing his breath fresh over these old words to make them new to you in that moment. You, you repeat it enough, but you leave enough reflection space to let him speak his word back into you. And uh, it, it outlines this, and we, we were going to have it on, on your screen. It was going to be great. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the first reading is really just a reading. You know, like how sometimes when you start a conversation with someone, you realize, I wasn't paying attention until the first minute went by. Let's, can, we, can we go back and start over? Really, the first time you read it is just to center yourself on the scripture itself. To be like, oh wait, I, don't, I didn't actually hear anything that was said, but I, I appreciate that I am about to start a conversation with God. I have a desire to meet and hear from him. He has a desire to meet and speak something into me. I'm just going to read the scripture first and appreciate Jesus is really here. And his spirit is really going to say something. It, it takes a few minutes to acknowledge that in our hearts before that conversation gets going. That's the first reading and reflection. The second uh, uh, reading in, uh, in Lectio Divina is for the sole purpose of reflection. Uh, the way I like to dumb this down, as opposed to the way the monks were describing it, is like, picture Jesus holding a highlighter. And as these words go by in your second reading, like, Jesus has one, maybe two of them that he wants to put that highlighter down on. The rest of the words are important, but the rest of the words are for another time. There's like one or two on that page that he really wants to draw your attention to. This is for you today. Let me help you notice them. And then you just spend several minutes there noticing. Not trying to form a lesson, not trying to remember what your Sunday school teacher taught you about this back in the day, but just notice it. Let God do the talking instead of you do the lesson for me. You know what I mean? Several minutes go by with that. Then you come back for a third reading. This reading is for response. Uh, yes, everything we taught you last week in terms of application, trying to form an I will statement of here is what I will do based on this. But first, it's, it, what's different about it is instead of finding the lesson again and then doing the application, it's listening for an invitation to Jesus. I, I, like, I like to picture it like this, like, like Jesus is already walking somewhere. Jesus is going somewhere and he's slowing down enough to say, hey, you want to come with me on this one? Here's where I'm going with these words. Here's where I'm going with your life. You are invited to come follow me. Uh, it's far, far gentler than just trying to make sure we do all the right stuff in the Bible. And then the fourth reading is for rest. Uh, the, the rest is just, you, you've already listened, you've already are moving on an application. Now you just get up and go with your day. You don't actually spend much time in reflection on that one. It's just to punctuate the sentence, so to speak. The first one's just a reading. The second one is for reflection. The third pass at it is for response. And then you just rest in all that was said. That whole thing can be done in about 20 minutes. Um, 
I think we can do it in a few shorter minutes uh, today, uh, just just to try to watch the clock a little. You, you guys want to try it? All right. I will walk you through this step by step, uh, but don't work so hard at it. Don't feel like you have to speak on God's behalf. Let God speak to you through his word, his own way. And so uh, if, you, if you have your Bible, this is not when you could leave it in front of you. Uh, it's, it's fair to look over the words again after the reading. Luke chapter 6, I'm going to start with verse 37. And uh, if you brought a journal with you as well, it's fair to jot some stuff down. All right, remembering now. Jesus, we, we open ourselves to you and your word. We want to hear what you have for us living and active in our life today. So guys, remember this first reading is just to center ourselves in God's presence, just to acknowledge that he's here, we're here, and we're about to meet together through what is read. So I'll read it for you and then just take a few moments of quiet after. Stop judging, and you will never be judged. Stop condemning, then you will never be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. A large quantity, pressed together, shaken down and running over, will be poured into your pocket. The standard you use for others will be the standard applied to you. Jesus also gave them this illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't both fall into the same pit? A student is not better than his teacher, but everyone who is well-trained will be like his teacher. Why do you see the piece of sawdust in another believer's eye and not notice the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to another, friend, let me take the piece of sawdust out of your eye when you don't see the beam in your own eye, you hypocrite? First remove the beam from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the piece of sawdust from another believer's eye. Now in our second reading that we'll reflect. This is the highlighter moment, the let Jesus take you to one or two words kind of moment. And you just fixate on that one or two words after and let him speak in on that. Stop judging and you will never be judged. Stop condemning and you will never be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. A large quantity, pressed together, shaken down and running over, will be poured into your pocket. 
standards you use for others will be applied to you. Jesus also gave them this illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't both fall into the same pit? A student is no better than his teacher, but everyone who is well-trained will be like his teacher. Why do you see the piece of sawdust in another believer's eye? Not notice the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to another believer, friend, let me take the piece of sawdust out of your own eye when you don't see the beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. You first remove the beam from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the piece of sawdust from another believer's eye. third reading response listen to the invitation for Jesus to you today it might have something to do with the word you just reflected on and it might be something different stop judging you'll never be judged stop condemning and you'll never be condemned forgive and you'll be forgiven give and you will receive large quantity, pressed together, shaken down, running over, will be put into your pocket. Standards you use for others will be applied to you. Jesus also gave them this illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't both fall into the same pit? A student is no better than his teacher, but everyone who is well-trained will be like his teacher. Why do you see the piece of sawdust in another believer's eye, not notice the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to another believer, Friend, let me take the piece of sawdust out of your eye when you don't see the beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. First remove the beam from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the piece of sawdust from another 
believer's eye. All right, just one more time. At this point, hopefully you feel like you were able to reflect on something Jesus wanted to say to you and you heard your response to his invitation, that which is being said. And now this just one more reading just to rest and move on with what God's given you. Stop judging and you will never be judged. Stop condemning and you will never be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Given you will receive, a large quantity pressed together, shaken down and running over will be put in your pocket. The standards you use for others will be applied to you. He has also given this illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't both fall into the same pit? A student is no better than his teacher, but everyone who is well trained will be like his teacher. Why do you see the piece of sawdust in another believer's eye and not notice the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to another believer, friend, let me take the piece of sawdust out of your eye when you don't see the beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, first remove the beam from your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to remove the piece of sawdust from another believer's eye. At this point, this, this fourth point, hopefully you're like, I... I'm really familiar with these words now, and I'm familiar with what God's doing in my heart with Him. So here, here's what we're going to do. Um, after trying something brand new like that, I want to give you two minutes to turn and talk to someone next to you. Could be the person you came with, could be someone you don't know. Just make sure that everyone's got somebody to talk to, please. And you can comment on one of two things. Number one would be just, what was that experience like for you? Did it work? Did it feel weird? <laughs> Are you not sure? Do you feel like you're talking to yourself? Like, what, what was your experience? Or, number two, you could just jump to, here's what I think I heard from God in that moment. Answer it either way. You only got two minutes with the person next to you. Go. Go.